Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Pew. We're back. We are here. Episode what? Every week. This uh, is. I honestly have no idea. What I think this is episode twenty-one. I think it's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Maybe. No, twenty-one. Maybe I don't know. Check I don't know which the one last previous episode. If you didn't yeah. listen to it, go listen to it. Um, that's a, a, that's a, that's a milestone right there. Twenty-one, twenty-two episodes. It is. And um, it's not. We had set a goal. <laughs> I had set a goal. Okay. I should say we had set a goal. I had set a goal by episode 37, you would be able to recite the phone number. Correct. For people to be able to text in if they have questions. 330. No, that's it. That's all you got. Three. Uh, to, I, I, yeah, for now. That's something that, that's. Okay, we got 15 episodes or 16 episodes. Yeah, so out of, out of uh, what, 10 numbers, I got three. So. But you already know it's a th- whatever. It's 330-331-6453. Listen, it's 330-331-6453. Say it again. 330-331-6453. You have another 15 weeks, 16 weeks, something like that. Spell that. Yeah, that's what you always say. Spell, Spell that. that. No, no. That's, um, yeah, yeah. But we have another 15 weeks before you can memorize that, but you have to memorize that because the challenge was if you don't by that time, you got to shave the beard and just a mustache. But I never agree with this. You did agree to that. I did agree I to this. it's on camera, too. Where we're at. So it's on. It? It's on video. You look back. It's on camera. Uh, but just a stash. Just a stash. Would the wife like this stash? Would Jenny approve of just the stash? Yeah, she will not approve of just a stash. Although I do think that I would look pretty cool about with it. Wow, that's very yeah. narcissistic yeah. of you. But if you how is that narcissistic? If, because you're saying you would look good. You're self-proclaiming cool. that cool. you would look really good. No, that's just. But here's confidence. the motivation: if you love your wife and you care about your wife's opinion and value her opinion, you'll learn the number by episode thirty-seven, so you don't have to do that which she wouldn't like. Wow. That's the challenge. Uh, you just went wow. No, that's the challenge. All right. Wow. So I'm hey, excited. I, th- I think, I think, first of all, I think we should, like, you know, uh, acknowledge two things. Please. You do. know, before, before we proceed yes. with our, Please with our episode. Number one, this, this cannot go unnoticed. Uh, we do have to acknowledge the fact that um, what has happened in Florida, you know? Um, yes. I'm hoping that. That for those, maybe there's some people that are, maybe if there's anyone listening that has a family member, I have a family member who, uh, I mean, at the time of this recording, is dealing with the aftermath of the storm. But um, if there's anyone out there, you know, we've been praying for you guys. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I think that's going to be needed in the days ahead. So mm-hmm. pretty devastating what's yeah. taking place down there. So Yeah, if and, and we're here, I mean, to the best of our abilities, we're here. Yep. So, um, also in a different note, uh, we got to talk about the bills. Yeah, I figured you'd bring that up. Yeah, I mean it's it's obvious. We've been talking about the bills every single day or I, every single episode. I don't think that's accurate. Oh, for most of the episode. Don't think that's accurate. Most? I, nope. Uh, I think if we've done twenty some episodes, we maybe have five or six where the bills. Yeah, so most. Up. That's not most. That, what is def- most? Most would be majority. Who and says that? That's what most means. Oh, yeah, it's, it's oh. majority. So, so when 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 it's not majority, what do you what do you say? Then it wouldn't be most. What would it be? Then? <laughs> it would not be most. What would you say? Anything other than most, because it's <laughs> to say something is the most of something that means the majority of. something. I would like someone out there that has time in their in their hands to go back and listen every episode again and count how many times we. Why talk are about you bitter about that? Why are you jealous about the bills? No, I'm not. I'm just wanting to you acknowledge are. that you guys lost. We did, and yeah. as I've mentioned before, some people get very excited about regular season wins, but not the Bills. Bills are have much more on their mind than regular season yeah. wins. Well, I mean, they, have they don't have much in their minds. They haven't Listen, won a Super Bowl. I'm the first person to admit that if Buffalo does not win a Super Bowl, it's disappointing because yeah. they're that good. Were you disappointed that when good. they lost to the Dolphins? I was, yeah. 
I was disappointed. Yeah, because yeah, my team, I like to see him win. Um, yeah. Okay, that's, that's enough with the again, Bills. Again, I can acknowledge it's a disappointment if it's not a Super Bowl because the Bills are that good. Now, take wow. Browns fans, for instance, you're a Browns fan. Browns are disappointed if they don't make playoffs because the expectation for Browns fans is they'd like to make playoffs. Bills fans don't get excited about playoffs. Bills no, fans want Bills Super fan Bowl. or you? Bills fans. They oh, want Super, oh, Super Bowl. Bus. You speak for all of them. Well, when the whole the country, the entire country of NFL analysts and sportscasters all predict Buffalo to be the They Super also Bowl predicted champs. them to win over the Dolphins, but they got destroyed by the Dolphins. They did. That's why I'm saying it's yeah, a disappointment so, yeah, because so. they were predicted. So I wouldn't base my things on predictions. Predictions are not solid facts. I don't think anybody's basing it on that. I'm you saying are. That's, that's what leads to disappointment is if there's a prediction that doesn't come true when it's supposed to, it's disappointing. Yeah. Hey, you're very defensive about the Bills. I'm not. I just, I'm just telling you reality of what. Listen, thank you so at. much for tuning in. We're beyond excited. The pew. What's it We're like? Beyond the, what is your <laughs> life? Beyond the pew. All right. Listen. What is your life behind the pew? Now let's take a transition here. Those or are, beyond the pew. No, behind. Those were some bold thoughts. Those are some bold thoughts. Yeah. Bold, uh, for bold let people. Me, yes. <laughs> bold heads and bold thoughts were just shared. Yeah. There. Um. But because uh, we both have bald tune heads. In, t- t- tune in for the next. Uh, I don't know if people know we're both bald. Yeah. By, I'm by choice. I shave my head. Yeah, same with me. Okay. Yeah. So um, that being said, what we like to do is we like to take in questions if people have questions and send. So I received three questions, my understanding. Ooh. I think it's three. Texting, and I'm going to read these for the very okay. first time to you, Eric. Okay. And you're going to answer these questions. And We're so, going to answer them. Um, okay. To the best of our ability. So first question that I will ask you, and this is um, pretty – it's a pretty uh, common question. Is cussing a sin? Is cussing a sin? Yeah. I mean, there are quite a few Bible verses that will hint to the be to hint to being careful with your words. Okay. Being careful with your with the things that uh, that you say, that how you say them and things like that. Let me start with that. I would also say that uh, the thing about cursing is is interesting because it is all about the cultural the cultural uh, setting. So, for instance, in Spanish, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You have words that we will use in the Dominican Republic that are considered to be just completely curse words. Like if you say those things in Spanish, like if you, if you're a kid and you say those things in front of your parents, you're getting slapped. Hmm. But if you go to Spain. And you use the exact same word, you're welcome. It's like nobody even bits an eye. Like, yeah, it's well embraced, right? So it's cultural. So that's one thing that we have to consider yep. too, right? What I will say with cursing, I will bring. I will say three things without you stoning me, and then I want to hear what you have to say. Number one, I will say without me stoning you. Yeah, because you may disagree. Uh, I would say number one. Uh, it has to be. You know, it goes back to having like clear conscience. You know, that's very important to have clear conscience. If it if there's a particular word for you that means, you know, that it, you know, because for a, per- I'll give you an example. I have known people that will say that to say the word gosh or to say the word, uh, oh, my God, those will fall under the category, not of necessarily just blas- blasphemy, but even of like they will treat it if it was a course, a cursing. Uh if that's if that's how you are about particular words, then I would say then stay away from them. Don't even use them, right? Uh, number two, I would say you have to follow the rule that we have. Like I think you believe in James to control your tongue, making sure that you are speaking with integrity. 
Uh, but number three, I think that you can see even in the scriptures examples where there are times where we are where, where harsh words are used that in their culture would have made the standard of cursing. And so the argument that I will put is that maybe the, the, the argument I will put out there is that there are times that that may be accepted, acceptable. But again, you have to be careful and you have to make sure that you're speaking with integrity following the example that we have in James. Okay. So all to summing it up, if you're somebody that you struggle with cursing, stay away from it because chances are you will curse at a wrong time with the wrong intention and the wrong setting, and then it will become sin. So is there an acceptable time to curse? I mean, I give you the example of when Peter, or what Jesus said to the Pharisees when he called them uh, brood of vipers. Uh, that would have been considered in their context a very offensive and borderline cursing. But he used that in that setting. It was an acceptable thing for him to use because it captivated the attention of everybody there, and they were able to understand what he was referring them to be. Okay. Um, I believe Paul is the other one that uses that very harsh word when he's talking about his what his works is. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly. The, um, they're like a filthy rack of... Uh, what did, how does he go? Your righteousness is like filthy rags. Yeah, like a filthy rag, and that would have been considered very uh, offensive. Yeah. So I would say that there are example, there are times that that may require. I mean, I give you an example uh, of something that I experienced a few years ago. I got to be part of a training, and in the train uh, with poli- with law enforcement, and the the tr- the game master that was taking care of the thing. He voiced to me, he said, hey, know that everything that they do, they're going to come at you very aggressive, aggressively and loud and offensive. And it's not because that's who they are necessarily, but because those things is what get people to respond to a command, especially people that are trying to be sure. life-threatening. And yep. so in the conversation, in the warning that he was giving, it's like they're going to come at you. Yeah. So I would say for a Christian that is allows some law enforcement and he has to be using, uh, you know, maybe not so acceptable uh, language that we would embrace on our day to day life. But if in their setting, in their occasion, for the sake of protecting life, I would say that's an acceptable example. OK, that's yeah. where I stand. That was a long answer. But yeah. What about you? What, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, context is key. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think understanding the culture and context in which we're living in is a key um, kind of proponent of coming to some conclusions on f- using whether we call it cursing or cussing or filthy language. I mean, the Bible says that we're not to let have filthy language out of our mouths and, and it, you know, we're not to have uh, coarse joking or mm-hmm. jesting come out of our mouths. And a lot of the times when that word choice is used is in the context of whether we're building someone up or we're tearing someone down. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the motivation behind and the reasoning behind the words that we're using and choosing to use is emphasized in the context where our words are being talked about um, and how we should not be, you know, James talks about out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. Mm-hmm. This ought not to be true. Uh, in the context of that, it talks about the destructiveness of the tongue and what seems to be the context there is about either building someone up or tearing them down. Um, words in and of themselves can just oftentimes be words that are 
offensive or un- not offensive depending on the context and the culture we find ourselves yeah. in. So as your example, something that might be considered cussing or cursing over in the DR is not necessarily in America, and things that are curse words in America are not necessarily in the DR. But even contextually in America, I remember when I went to college and I went and lived on campus, guys would be using words in the dorm that growing up I was always yeah, don't taught say were cuss words <laughs> or like you don't say those things. Mm-hmm. And I would hear people say it in the dorm and I'd be like, they just cuss. Like I'm looking around like, is everybody else appalled like I am? You're waiting for the mom and, to come and, out yeah, of the Yeah, I'm the like closet. waiting for like my dad to come out and be like, put that soap in your mouth. And, and, but it didn't happen, right? But there were certain things that were considered in my yeah. growing up period you don't say those things. I remember when everybody, and I don't use this word, like I don't know that you'll hear me use this word very often. I very rarely use it. But when people say that sucks, like when I was growing up, if I said that sucks or used that word, I would get this look from my dad and I would be like, oh, I didn't say that. I, I, I never used that word because it was like a bad word mm-hmm, to use. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to college and everybody like was saying it. And I'm yeah. like, is that not a cuss word anymore? But it was like yeah. in growing up now. Before I knew Christ, I used to cuss and used to say every word in yeah. the book. Um, and, and that's where I feel like some of it goes back to not just the word that's being used, but what is the reason the word yeah. is being used. So contextually, yeah, well, there are times that words or strong language might be used that is not necessarily, in my opinion, biblically um, sinful or inappropriate, but it certainly can be used in that way. And so I feel like what you had mentioned, the motivation behind what we're saying and why we're saying it, but also our conscience before the Lord really should have a huge part in determining what we are able to or not to. And and so with believers, for example, I'm not going to list all the cuss words here, but there are a number of words that some believers would say that's a cuss word and others believers would be like, that's not a cuss word. Yeah, that's okay. Um, They would say it's okay. Well, who determines that? Well, part of it, I think, is your conscience before the Lord. And are you purposely seeking to offend with those yeah. words? Are you seeking to belittle with those words? Are you seeking to communicate something that is contrary to godliness by your using of those words? Yeah. And if that's the case and you're dishonoring the Lord or you're hurting a brother or offending a brother, we have to take that all in consideration. Yeah. Like I remember uh, when I was taking class for English, they one of the words that they taught us was the word pissed, like being pissed at something. And Whoa, whoa. Yeah, exactly. But here, here, like, hear me out. <laughs> this is what this is what it, it, they told us it meant. It meant to be to have fervent anger towards something, or to uh, uh, to be extremely mad about something. That's what it communicates. Yeah. So I grew up with that understanding. To my knowledge, I never knew or thought in my mind that that was offensive or uh, bo- that borderline. Some would be very upset. Yeah. And you. so I remember one Sunday I, from the pulpit that I was teaching teaching. <laughs> I wanted to communicate that something that as believers should make us extremely, extremely mad. Yeah. So I use that word. Yeah. In my heart, in my intention, never did I, never in my mind, I thought that that was a curse word. Yeah. But to some, that is what it meant. That's what it means. Yeah. That's an, in, I mean, that's, that's, well, that's an example. One of the words that I was talking about when I went to college that guys would use regularly in the dorm. And I'm like looking around, like waiting for somebody yeah. to come out and do something. And it was nobody blinked. Yeah. blinked I mean, I, like I said, like they, they teach you that in, in, in English school. They said, this is a word that sounds like this. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a very severe word. You don't use it every occasion. It catches people's attention. I'm going to use it for this message. Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah. I don't know how that would fly. Like if Sunday morning yeah, you no, were they, preaching, well, well, thankfully, like, Listen, thankfully church, no, we need to be, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that would fly at Maranatha. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
be interesting. I bet people would look up. They like did look if up. they were or if they were they not were paying shot. attention, it would they catch their attention. Yeah. Um, but yet again, Paul and Peter or Paul and Jesus. Uh, yeah, no. I think the difference is I wouldn't necessarily say that Jesus or Paul use something that in the context and culture they were in would have been considered um, vulgar. You know, I think strong as yeah. it relates to strong yeah, language. Strong. Yes, but as it relates to well, you, well, yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being vulgar for the sake of being vulgar, but there's another difference yeah. of using words to ca- to catch the audience when you're delivering a very explicit message yes. that you want them to. Understand. And I would agree. And I would just say, in general, though, most people are not cussing for the sake of making a point. Correct. They're cussing simply because they're. Their tongues to are just <laughs> They're going just wild. To, Which it yeah. leads me to my next point. This is again, if you're listening to this, we're not giving you a green light to go on and, and no, like get correct. off and turn the podcast off and yeah. just start cursing at the first person that drives in front of you that correct. cuts you off or whatever. Like, no, no. Which when you're driving would be the. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that a acceptable moment? No. <laughs> no, because I feel like that would be an anger. You right? like, oh, you hold it. You hold that, that would be an anger. Yeah, that would be an anger. <laughs> you start chewing gum the entire drive. Yeah. It, I think but, it's even a good test too. If your kids repeat something, is it something you want them to repeat? Yeah. So, like, if you're like, I don't know if it's cuss word or not. Well, do you want your child to say to it? To go around saying other things? You know, I yeah, think that's no. a, maybe yeah, a good test. Cut it up. Yeah. Uh, I was so, so, again, it is. this is not a green light for you to. Correct. Listen, if you're watching there, you know, I'm going to use a random name, Sydney. We're talking to you, Sydney. Yeah. Do not. You said you, Cindy, and then you said Sydney. Because there are two people. So, which one? The two of them. Okay. Uh, do not. You do not have a Sydney or Sydney. Yeah. Uh, what we'd like you to do is comment below the cuss words you think are acceptable. No, I'm kidding. Um, do not do that. Don't do that. But yeah, I think that's where we have to. I think sometimes there can be this difficulty of we try to toe the line. How close can we get? You've heard that illustration before yeah. from people of sin. Let's not see how close to the line we can get before it's sin. Let's stay away from the line completely. When it comes to our language, you know, and the choice of words, and in particular the culture we live in and how so many different cultures are different and the usage of words and culture mm-hmm. are different. We have to be sensitive to, you know, the Bible talks about we are to seek to live peaceably with all men mm-hmm. as much as possible, live peaceably to love others, to encourage others, build others up, esteem others better than yourself. So our words have to be doing that when it comes to cussing. Sometimes cussing is cussing and it's nothing more than someone trying to be funny or someone trying to get a point across or it's not offensive it's not hurtful it's not demeaning to people it's not purposeful in the sense of i want to dishonor god um and and there has to be some discernment in that but i think we can sometimes get too bent out of shape about it um but then there are other times that i think it's important that we have that conversation because of our testimony yeah and what is the watching world seeing from us because there are certain cuss words that even people who do, who are not followers of Christ, who do not necessarily have high standards of morality even, which some people have very high standards of morality that are not believers, yeah. but some people who have high standards of morality, some people who are, you know, they, they would even recognize that's not an appropriate word for people to say. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be, you know, the Bible calls us to be holy as God is holy. Yeah. And so that, that should filter into everything we yeah. do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we could talk a lot more about that, yeah, but I think we've sure. talked about that enough. Um, can you define what it means to meet people or non-believers, it sounds like specifically, where they are? When we say, hey, we need to meet them where they are. Hmm. What, is that, what does that mean? Can you define yeah, what that means? That's a good question. I think that that would obviously vary, vary depending on the person. 
and we're, you know, I think the phrase, what is getting at, meet people where they are. So if I'm teaching to my students and I'm saying, meet them where they are, you know, I would, you know, I would think about the, the Christian that is well knowledge on the Bible and is well indoctrinated on what they should do and then what shouldn't do. And then I would think about their friend who is lost, that they don't know anything about God, that in their minds are living a good life. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And you have the Christian that is well indoctrinated going to this individual and just get on him because everything that they're doing is out of, you know, out of obedience to God, you know, or uh, or contradicting to what the Bible says. And they get on them and they, you know, instead of like win them to Christ or pushing them away from Christ in a sense of becoming legalistic, I guess is where I'm going with this. Uh, I will say to meet them where they are, it's like, listen, if you're, if you, if you're not safe and I'm a believer and I know that you're broken right now and that you are struggling, that you're having a difficult time, I'm not going to come at you and in a condescending way. I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to try to talk to those hurts. I'm going to try to talk to you where, with the struggles that you're dealing with, with the hope that in those conversations, I can point you back to Christ. That's kind of what I will say, meet them where they are. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people use that phrase in Christianity or Christian circles, obviously what Paul the Apostle comes to mind, I become all things to all people that I might yeah. win some, where Paul talked about the necessity of whoever it was he was going to to share the gospel or he was wanting to reach, he was willing to come alongside to understand yeah. and, to, and to be basically part of, of life with them in a way that's honoring to the Lord, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we think about him when he would go into the temple and he would talk and he would debate and he would share. When you think about he was approaching, um, you know, the was the Greeks where he they had a temple and they had a statue to the unknown God, God and he exactly. and he came and he was able to talk to them and, and yeah. relate to them. So I feel like some of that stems from Paul's statements of I've mm-hmm. become all things to all people that I might win some. Yeah. Um, but I also think what it goes goes with that of of meeting people where they are is we're called to love people. Yeah. Right. And so I think this is Jesus modeled this, um, where Jesus didn't have this mentality or this ministry of um, waiting for people necessarily to come to where he was, he would go to where they were. Yeah. Um, you know, when he would eat with tax collectors at their homes, he would go into their homes and he would be eating with them and, and participating with yeah. them, obviously not in the sin that people would participate in, but he would be participating alongside and with yeah. them in ways that were honoring to the Lord. Yeah. But he would go where they were, and he would be eating with them. He would do things other people wouldn't do simply because of association. Yeah. Right? And so I think meeting people with their, where they are is showing genuine love. It shows a desire to understand where they are, and it shows a desire in love to be able to communicate with them the gospel, mm-hmm. um, to stay firmly planted in truth, not compromise yeah. the truth of the gospel, but not also being completely, um, you know, removed from the reality of what their life is. Yeah. And and so I think sometimes Christians can be guilty yeah. of just a cookie cutter, I don't care who you are, what you do, where you're at, or what's going on in your life, you're going to hear this. Yeah. Whereas meeting people where they are and having an understanding, I mean, I, I even think about it when Paul the Apostle came to know Christ, you know, as a Jew, as someone who knew the law, as a Pharisee, he, he he understood and knew the Old Testament, yeah. like inside and out. So when he came to know Christ, he he understood the fulfillment that was taking place. But when a Gentile audience who wouldn't have that background, they they wouldn't have a previous understanding of all of the Old Testament concerning Christ. And so yeah. 
sharing and come alongside those that didn't have that background would look a little bit different than those that had that background. And same is true today. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and you hinted to something that I think is very key. It's very important for us to acknowledge at least is, and maybe this is just more of my personal view, but something that really gets to me, uh, when you think about that phrase of like, we need to meet people where they are. Another, uh, think that go with that is the assumption that, you know, we look at Jesus and we say, well, Jesus was a friend of sinners. So we have to be friends of sinners. Uh, and and one thing that I like to clarify about that, because often it's mis, to my knowledge, it's misunderstood, is that Jesus was a friend of sinner not because he went where those people were necessarily. He was the friend of sinner by association. So, like you mentioned, a tax collector who was considered a sinner, someone that was not welcomed by their society, Jesus met them at their homes, and by spending time with them at their homes, not in the place of, you know, unquote, sinning, the place where they live life, then he got the phrase of, of friend of sinner. Sure. But in our context today, many people will use as an excuse to then go on the other stream where they will say, I am willing to go close to sin so that I can reach the loss. Yep. I personally have a problem with that because I feel like that's not a, a, a method or a format that you would see jesus uh doing you wouldn't i wouldn't see any of the apostles and i wouldn't see any of the actually any of jesus disciples to in their time of ministry where they were like in order for me to reach the loss i'm gonna i'm willing to come to close to sin i just don't yeah. see that uh, i think that th what that does it can give us an opportunity where we can justify putting on ourselves in a situation in our position where as belie believers we shouldn't be yeah yeah, no, I mean that's interesting. I, I feel like there's a lot of debate on that, yeah. right? Um, and what we can or I mean, there's a familiar phrase that people say, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I've heard a number of people say we're willing to do anything short of sin to reach people for the, for Christ. And I understand the <laughs> I understand the undertones yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, I think the difficulty is there are certain things that aren't necessarily sinful, but they're unwise. Yeah. And and so we have to use discernment. And, and the way that they'll push back, if they, it, it's like, well, it's not, it's good for you to say that. But when was the last time you let someone to the Lord? Sure. Yeah. And, if, and is there you know, true, you know, uh, authenticity in that desire? Yeah. Um, I, I've heard the analogy before that if someone is an unbeliever, they don't know Christ. You know, First Corinthians, Paul talks about how we should not have an expectation of those that are not followers of Christ that they would live in a manner that's mm -hmm. pleasing to God. Yeah. Nor is our job to try to conform them into our image of what they should live like, because they're not going to honor God if they're not if they don't know God. But I've heard the analogy before, and it was recently I forget who heard this, but um, might have been someone on staff, but talked about if you have a friend or family member that does not have a relationship with Christ. And they're standing, in, it's as though they're standing in the middle of the road and a Mack truck is coming down the road. And once that Mack truck gets to them, like, there's no hope for them, right? And this, this analogy of how long do you try to gently relate to them to try to get them to move out of the way of mm -hmm. the oncoming destruction? And at what point do you just have to say, there's a tr you're about to get plowed over, so I just got to tell you exactly what's going on. Yeah. And and the balance of relational evangelism and yeah. friendship evangelism and hel helping there to be relationship yeah. aspect of things. W at what point do we share the gospel? Do yeah. we sh do we risk? This might be offensive because Jesus said the gospel is yeah. offensive. 
Yeah. But I think the key in that, and this goes back to the full swing of coming alongside of people, meeting people where they're at, we are never called by Christ to be the offense, yeah. right? And so I think the danger is when the believer becomes the offense, when we, because of our attitude or because of our personality or because of our standard of holiness, when we become the offense to the unbeliever and not the gospel, we're in error. Um, mm-hmm. The message of the gospel, the standard of God, if God is the offending party, so be it, right? We yeah. can't control that. Yeah. But I think there's a danger right now because a lot of times it's the Christian that is the offense, not yeah. the message, but yeah. the Christian. And that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Yeah. And the hard thing with that analogy of the Mack truck is like, yeah, like if, if your daughter is standing on the road and a Mack truck is coming, chances are you're going to run and take her out of the way. Correct. But we cannot do that for people that are going to hell. Correct. But if yeah. it, but the analogy but, more per- consistently would be I can't get to my daughter and I can either yell or I can be like, hey, Ella, it'd be great if you'd listen to daddy right now because yeah. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Eventually, I got to get to the point of yeah. saying like, there's a truck coming. Like it's I got to tell them, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so I think there's a there's yeah. a balance, there's right? A balance. Uh, so the last question, um, and you cannot pick the dr. Okay. okay, this is and it's in the message. It says you can't pick the dr. Oh, they're specific yes, to me. It says it. How I wrote, how did they know that it? I'm going to read this. It yeah. says if you were a country, if I was a country, what country would you be and why? Also, Eric can't pick the dr. For this question. So if I was not a person but a country, if you're a country. What country would you be? Oh, I'll be Israel. Really? Yeah, it's the Lord's the Lord's nation. Wow. Yeah. Still, Lord's nation. Still, I would be. So still, Lord's nation. Still. Yeah. Okay. All right. They're the Lord. They're the Lord's people. Where they're currently, I mean, I'm not getting into that. I'll let you get into that if you want. That's another question for the podcast. I would like you to get into that. Yeah, man. That's going to be another another hour. I have time for another question. So maybe I'll ask for clarity on that. Yeah, what's the clarity (laughs) you want? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So Israel. Israel. It's a very spiritual answer. That's good. good. Didn't I get, I think I got made fun of. Uh, that's not couple, spiritual. I mean, by a couple people. Okay, what do you want me to say? America? You want me to say USA? Well, first of all, don't get so upset. There's all right, no I want to be USA. The, Put me there. Listen, the there's land there's of the free. I pled the allegiance to the flag to, to which I stand. Wow. wow. Listen, I, that's who, all I know. Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? That you're, <laughs> that you're, that you're like. It's okay. You're amongst no, friends you are, here. I mean, I, you're amongst I, friends here. I thought it was a good answer. That is Israel. a great answer. Yeah. It's a Who do you want to be? And you're probably going to say Italy. Italy. Italia. Italia. Yeah. Listen, I already told you there's two types of people in the world. Those that are Italian, those that want to be. And so, listen, Italy, what is there not to like about Italy? I have never met one individual because I'm besides a- you, besides you, that would say, I wish I was Italian. I have never oh, met one boy, individual stop. that has said, man, I wish I was Italian. So, do you like pizza? Yeah. Okay. Who doesn't like pizza? Okay. Who doesn't like tacos? So everybody, everybody so likes now it. I well, be there's Mexican. a lot of people who don't like ta- tacos. What? Yeah. I I know there's people who don't like tacos. Yeah, I, I know there's people that don't like pizza. Have you ever met someone? Yeah. Who? Vegans. V- no. People that are not healthy. Nope. People people who are <laughs> vegan can eat pizza. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, but no, you're making my point. Okay, gluten. So this is the, gluten. Yeah, this people is the, that deal with gluten. They have gluten free pizza. Yeah, but it doesn't taste the same. Gluten free. So they, they stay away from it's it. Gluten free. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm assuming I can't pick yeah, America. Do you know if anybody who, who doesn't like taco? Yes. Do you know of anybody that doesn't like McDonald's? Yes. You do. I do. Who? My daughter. She doesn't like McDonald's. Uh, but she's Italian. 
I'm just all I'm saying. No, she's it, half Italian. Why do you get so upset about she, this no, question? You're like really fired. You're more fired up about this question, I think, than any question I've asked before. You're right. Wow. So you really do wish you were Italian. I, it's all I coming out now. I wish I was Italian. It was quite, the buttons were pushed on. No, I told you, I would like to be from Israel. I didn't come up with the question. Yeah. But, that's but I came up with the answer. Okay. Yeah. You said it was a very spiritual answer, Israel. It was very Israel, good. Yeah. Very jealous. Past, it was a very no, pastoral don't be, answer. Don't be jealous because I, not, I you know, not, I wasn't at the end of the day, I'll be standing. If I, you know. What does that mean? <laughs> at the end of the day, we stand. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Book of Revelation. Okay. Well, very good. Well, yeah. listen, I didn't know you were going to be so upset over that, um, but so be it. Um, we'll just have to have, listen, Bruce, listen. This is this is I, your this is like the typical technique of like someone who tries to win an argument. It's like, what? hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel like you're mad we or argue. offended. I didn't know we were arguing. Argument, I'm just I'm just not gonna, arguing. I arguments. will use more kid gloves next session. What I, will, I will. I will. I will. I will be. I more want you to come wearing your your Italian uh, uh, paraphernalia. I, I what do you be, call that? I will be more sensitive uh, next time when asking questions. If you're and and I'll make sure to say it. I want to be American. <laughs> I didn't say you had to. Um, <laughs> this has been good. These are good. These are good questions. These are great questions. Good discussions. This person needs to submit more People questions. People need to understand something that you and I we. We love each other. We do love each We're other. We're brothers in the. We don't genuinely fight, and no, so people. No. I think sometimes people can watch the podcast and be like, "Man, these guys really get on shit." We don't. Yeah. We purposely try to push each other's yeah. buttons sometimes. But we do appreciate but each other. Yes, we do. And so sometimes. there's never. We'll be back next week. We'll um, be back with a smile. We'll be back with a smile. Hang, you know, handshakes. We, we I'm hoping next week you will bring a little bit more energy, though. If I'm honest, because really? you seem a little tired today. So I'm hoping next week there's a little bit more. Just, add, just tell <laughs> me that I want to be Italian. And there's a little bit more energy and get you fired start, up. Start the podcast by telling me that I want to be Italian, yes. and then, and then yes. I'll get going. And just before we go, I do want to acknowledge new watch band. It looks really nice. Um, wow. It is a nice watch band. It's new. Is it new? Who put you into this? No one. Is it new? Yeah. It is new. Yeah. It's very nice. Thank you. So Aaron Judge, 61 home runs. 61 home runs. Just a shout out to the did Yankees. Did you see that? The guy who didn't catch it? Man, I did. That's depressing. I'd be extremely disappointed. He could have made some crazy money. I'd be extremely. Would Jenny point. be upset if that was you? If you dropped that ball? Oh, she. I would have obviously been on the couch for the next <laughs> week, especially if she found out how much I could have gone for no, that ball. Shoshana would tell me, "Honey, good effort. And I'm glad yeah, you tried." Shoshana would have said, "Honey, it's okay. I'm, I'm sure you're gonna get another opportunity." <laughs> yes. You're the best husband ever. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad that I'm married to an Italian. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. This. This is true. Well, at the end of our <laughs> session here, we like to always ask a question. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how profitable this session is going to be for people, but what's the question <laughs> that we typically it will be. ask? It will be. We typically we talk ask about cursing. We did. Uh, we would like to know what is your life beyond the pew? Yeah, what is your life beyond the pew? We want, hope it's honoring to the Lord. Yeah. We hope you will come back next week. We will have another guest with us next week. Maybe two. So they want to make sure three. people, the people want to tune in because yeah. all around the world, all around the world. Alaska, Hawaii, they want to tune in because yeah. we'll have a couple guests next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to share, subscribe. Yep. And to like. Yep. And Eric will know the number next week. Not too soon. Maybe. 37. Okay. 37. Maybe I'll we'll know three it. more numbers. Sounds good. Three through zero, and then I'll figure two more. Sounds good. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>